When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Uh, my friend and colleague from Sky Television, Tony Johnson, to the show. Good morning, TJ. We've just been speaking to uh, Sally Curry, uh, the wife of Braden Curry, um, and she is... Uh, quite outspoken and rightfully so too on this issue of, of people not being able to get back home into their own country at the moment. You've been through a little bit of this uh, trying to get home from uh, Tokyo. You got uh, home quite obviously, but it must be a very frustrating thing to go through. Yeah, um, and I, I, it comes down to the, the MIQ situation. I mean, it certainly had a, an effect on, on us uh, at, at Sky and who can go and do what because you know when there's a chance that you know you won't be able to get home that sort of thing um smithy if 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 there's one thing that i from from tokyo that i would put out there and i know this is probably i'm straying off the reservation here in terms of uh, what i'm supposed to talk about you know in terms of sport and stuff but in in tokyo to me the thing that really struck me was the, the saliva testing that that it was so effortless that you just did it yourself and you dropped it off there were no cues uh, no, you know, really quick turnaround, and it meant that you know everyone involved, athletes, uh, commentators, uh, journalists, everyone involved, you know, the officials, everyone uh, w- were able to go about their work because of the this this you know really effortless system of saliva testing. And you look at all the cues that we've had, and you think how many of those people could be administering vaccines rather than take doing tests. Uh, that, that, that's the one thing that I'll chuck in about it myself. Okay, fair enough. I mean, there's so many unanswered questions, it seems, on, on a daily basis, but I do sympathise with, with all those people who uh, are stuck, and that's the ones at home too, and their kids. Uh, can't yep. be good. Can't be good at all. Uh, what yep. might be good, though, uh, TJ, is uh, one of the reasons we asked you to have some input with us this morning is this mooted World 12s competition to run along the same lines as the IPL, your first impressions? Well, Smithy, I'm always one for, you know, some innovation in the game and progression and something new and dynamic and exciting. I'm, I'm all for those sorts of things. So I'm, I'm asking myself why it was when I first uh, saw this this morning and I read the story uh, where it came from originally in the Telegraph in the UK. My, my, my gut instinct, I, I can't help it, is, what, is one of scepticism. And a little bit of suspicion as well. Uh, to, to me, there's a whole raft of issues that would need to be answered, addressed, uh, questions that need to be asked uh, about the whole thing, about the, the timing of it, uh, right in the middle of where we normally have the rugby championship. Player welfare, which is something that's a drum that's banged on a daily basis. Uh, the ownership of contracts, be it New Zealand rugby or be it the clubs. There's a whole bunch of issues 
that, that, that will need to be navigated before this thing becomes a reality. And, and whether they reali- uh, uh, aren't successfully navigated, to me, it's just going to come down to one thing and one thing alone, and that's money. Mm, okay, so who's going to get the money? Well, yeah, I mean, again, I, I suppose, I, I mean, I, I know as much about this as the next bloke. I know that, that these things have been in the pipeline for a while. I can remember over 10 years ago talking to a fairly prominent player advocate, and I won't mention names because... I'd hate to imply that this person's got anything to do with this at all. I, w- I wouldn't know. But, uh, you know, when, when the um, Indian Premier League uh, kicked off, I think rugby straight away started, um, people in rugby started thinking, you know, can we do something similar? Um, I know there are people, you know, who have been working away behind the scenes for years trying to uh, develop a hybrid game of rugby. These ideas are always in the pipeline, but th- this one appears to have legs because you don't, uh, you, you haven't got, you know, you can't sort of put names up like Jake White, Steve Hanson, Ian Ritchie, former CEO of the England uh, Union, Steve Chu, uh, unless this thing's got, got some legs. Um, you, you, you'd want to know um, whether there's any buy-in yet um, from the, the players' associations uh, and all those sorts of things, so the clubs, the, the, the unions. But the money will be there, mate. I mean, there are people hovering around sport all the time with huge amounts of money, and I suppose the one thing that you have to be wary of is that it may, it may be a little bit different with the IPL. I'm not sure you, you're the expert on that, not me. But uh, people with money are usually wanting to invest it to make more money. So, uh, you know, they would do it with a view of making money. But in the process, uh, 200 players are obviously going to make a lot of extra coin during the year. Well, Tony, you only have to look at the IPL in terms of money when you see the importance of it to certain people and uh, they are the power brokers. When you consider they can cancel a, or postpone a, a competition halfway through with a country that's uh, really deep into a pandemic and, and hold it off and restart it later on in the year and mysteriously find a window for that. So I think that answers your question there. Uh, in terms of finding a window and, and getting players to play in this, say it happened... Would that mean um, the end of uh, quite a lot of the player drain, the need for people to go overseas to make money? Well, I think this is one of the motivations for people like Steve Hansen and Steve Chu being involved. I don't think that they would willingly get involved in, in something that would disrupt New Zealand rugby, that would disadvantage New Zealand rugby. Uh, I, I think they would see in this as an opportunity for you know, our our top players. You're talking about uh, 200 players from around the world. So, I mean, you know, divvy it up. You know, you you may be talking about 20, 30 New Zealand players getting involved. I'm not sure. But if they could make enough money to keep them in New Zealand, well, then there's obviously, that's a tick in in, in its favour. But as I say, it comes down to the ownership of the current contracts. Um, um, the, The clubs, you know, I mean, as I say, right in the middle of our international uh, season in August, you know, at times when in the past mm. Jake White and Steve Hansen would have been talking to their players about pride in their country and pride in the jersey and all that sort of thing. Now we've got a competition that's right in the middle of all that. And it's not just three weeks. I think. They're, they're talking about a three-week competition. There'll be two weeks. Mm. You can guarantee that they'll want the players together for two weeks beforehand. And you can guarantee that the mm. player advocates will be telling you that they need a week at least off after it. So you're talking about probably seven weeks um, in, in the middle of the year. That's a big hole. It's also right in the middle of the warm-up or, or the pre-season phase for the English clubs. 
um, or the European clubs, I should say, they're getting ready for their seasons. And, and, and again, as I say, it just comes down to money. Um, the, 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 mm. Can they waive enough money in front of those clubs to say, we'll, not only will we pay your players, we'll give you money in compensation. So you are talking, you know, you've got to be talking some massive amounts of money to, to get this thing up and running. Yeah, I, I think we're closer to the billion than the million, to be fair. Uh, oh, let's, yeah. let's move on. Yeah. Let, let's talk on um, another issue, uh, Tony. Uh, the whole Geordie Barrett scenario. One, should he have been sent off? Two, do you agree no further punishment? Well, I certainly agree no further punishment. And to me, um, I, I actually wrote a piece for uh, the 15, which is a sort of an offshoot of, of, of rugby pass. And I think the expression I use is that this is a gold-plated validation for the 20-minute red card. Because what we've seen uh, over the over the recent years is the broadening of the scope of the red card. Now it used to be um, for something pretty heinous, you know, if you kick the bloke in the head or you know a really bad high tackle, something like that, eye gouging, whatever, uh, then you'd get a red card. And obviously, um, with the um, you know the um, actions that have gone about to try and improve player welfare, the scope of the red card has increased. So you've got it's gone from you know extreme foul play to, to dangerous play. Um, to reckless play, and now we're seeing guys red-carded for uh, almost accidental stuff, getting it wrong in the moment. Now, nothing malicious about it, but got people getting red-carded. Now, the danger is there, and that's why there's a red card. Um, but, but to me, uh, if you're going to do that, then uh, that's got to be the extent of the punishment in some cases. If... if you know, it's not the same as kicking a bloke in the head. If Geordie Barrett had deliberately lashed out, obviously lashed out with his boot and caught the guy in the face, then that, that would be a situation where you'd send him off, and I don't think a team should have the right to replace a player in those situations. But mm. in something like this, where there's clearly doubt about the intent and an and absence of malice, well, in my, in my opinion, uh, some people might disagree, but he got off balance, he got it wrong, whatever happened, the outcome was a, a dangerous action but not necessarily deliberately dangerous. So therefore, uh, you know, red card, yes, but replace them after 20 minutes, and the judiciary says uh, that's enough. Now, what we don't know yet, Smithy, because we haven't seen the finding of the judiciary, and this is going to be the fascinating one for me, are the judiciary going to decide that actually it wasn't worthy of a red card in the first place, or did the 20-minute red card actually make it easier to sanction the player on the spot, send them off, replace them after 20 minutes, no further action. To me, that, that's, that's the development that I'm awaiting in that one. OK, we'll uh, continue to wait with you, Tony. Listen, you, you sat upstairs uh, at Eden Park and you've called a lot of rugby looking down upon Akira Iwani. I'd imagine sometimes you've uh, just wondered what it is about the bloke uh, and where is it. Where is this performance that we're finding of late? Can you can you put a finger on it? Yeah, um, not just at Eden Park, Smithy. I can remember uh, just so mm-hmm. happened that uh, the son of a friend of mine was playing in, in the Auckland Grammar First 15 with him. Um, and uh, that's when I first saw him. I thought, my God, this guy looks phenomenal. Those, you know, he's playing number eight. I couldn't believe for a big guy how quick he was. Uh, and it, it, like like a lot of people, I've just I've felt that frustration over the years. That side of him, sort of standing flat-footed, receiving the ball, shrugging the first guy off, and then starting to move. It, you know, you, 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 you just had to think, what could this guy be like if he's running flat tack onto the ball? I think a lot of things have happened. I think firstly he's grown up. I think he's really matured as a player. 
Um, you know, he was criticised a lot for getting involved in incidents that didn't really involve him, those sorts of things. I think he's cut that out of his game. I think he's realised, you know, what's, what's important, um, what there is in it that, 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 you know, blessed with all this talent, was he going to waste it or was he going to maximise it? And I think you've got to give credit to his coaches. Uh, Leon McDonald at the Blues and I think the All Blacks as well, they've found a way to use them really, really effectively. Uh, he's not shirking the hard stuff. Uh, you look at his stats, Smithy, and, and this has always been the case. I think people have tended to overlook the fact that he is a very good defender. He tackles well. He'll move a body in a ruck. But when you can create that opportunity for him to run wide, then you're absolutely maximising the impact that he can have on the game. And so I think a lot of credit to them, but also a lot of credit to the young man because I think he's realised that, that, that you know he, he had the chance to be a special player. And I think we're finally starting to see that. Obviously, players at home left behind Tony that would go into most starting 15s that the All Blacks were about to pick, but um, those players won't be joining for this week, it seems. Uh, so tell us uh, what you would do uh, in terms of uh, the new beast in Argentina. What would you do with the All Blacks? Yeah, it's a different kind of challenge to Australia. I think Australia were dangerous because you know that they've got talented players uh, that and you know, they, they did play some pretty good footy at times in that test match, Smithy. They just didn't nail their opportunities and they made bad mistakes and that's just part of their, their evolution at the moment. It's just the stage where they're at um, and hopefully, um, for the sake of the game across the board, they will emerge from that and, and, and go on to achieve their potential. But um, to me, Argentina, you get a bit of both, really. You, you get a bit of the, the South African mongrel up front, the, the big men, uh, you know, very strong in the collision. But also, they have got some lethal backs as well. So uh, to me, uh, while they might not be as good as South Africa or as dangerous perhaps as, as, as say, the Australians, they've got elements of both, which, which I, I think makes them a, a, a really good opponent. And let's not forget that they beat the All Blacks last year. They are led by, to me, one of the outstanding players in world rugby, one of the top handful of players in the world, Pablo Matera. Um, and the other thing you've got to admire about them, Smithy, they do more travelling than anyone. They don't get to play at home at all at the moment. And do they ever complain about it? No, they don't. So they've got to be admired for that. I, I think they, they are a good challenge. As far as the All Blacks, I think they have to probably step up, be prepared um, to, to, for, for a more physical battle, uh, which in a way is great preparation for when they take on the Springboks. But there was a lot to like about uh, what we saw in that test in Perth. I think there's the progression of the team that they are playing the sort of rugby they want to be playing. Um, but to, to play it against the Springboks and, and, and the Pumas, then obviously you're going to need the, the, the guys up front to do their job. Um, and, and, and so that, that to me, I, 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 there'll probably be personnel changes because they've got another four test matches coming up in consecutive weeks. They have to manage the players through it, but that, that's what you're looking for. Okay, TJ, as always, thanks very much uh, for answering your phone and uh, spending some time. And incidentally, uh, incidentally, have you ever thought about the possibility of calling a live rugby game from your couch at home? I mean, we all sit there and make comments, but um, <clears throat> that's looming because you can't get out of Auckland, but rugby might be being played around the country. So have you considered that? Uh, look, mate, all I know is, in fact, while I've been talking to you, um, is one of our, mm -hmm. uh, one of our bosses, um, who'll be, uh, you know, saying, why isn't he answering his phone? Um, he's obviously not listening to the radio. Um, 
I might be about to find out in, in, in a very few minutes, Smithy. <laughs> I'll let you know. But, yeah, <laughs> okay, I'll... But, I mean, you know, we, 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 we work around these situations, don't we? Um, I, I don't like... Yep. I, I don't think it'll ever come to the fact that we'll be doing it at home, but um, we have to find a little bubble somewhere, won't we? We certainly will, mate. A little bubble with a little bottle at the end of it. That would be nice. Uh, PJ, <laughs> thank you very much. Thank, thank you very much for your time. As always, I uh, look forward to catching up with you in person when uh, virus and uh, various things permit. Thank you again, mate. Cheers. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.